Ross and we're just coming into our new series on prayer. We felt that seeing as, um, seeing as you've had lots and lots of stuff to process over the last few weeks, pretty full on, hey? Everything that's going on in this world. Now we need to learn to get back into God's presence. Now that we know that everything that is going on, we need to actually get into God's presence and pray about those things. Because we're going to need wisdom. We're going to need lots of wisdom. We're going to need to be able to get the strength that we need to walk, to walk the way that God would want us to walk at this time. So we need God's presence like never before. We always need God's presence, but man, do we need God's presence right now. You know, the the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. So obviously, that means that it didn't come naturally, right? They wanted to learn. They wanted to learn how to pray, so they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. Prayer is not a religious duty. It's not 10 Hail Marys or whatever you want to do. It doesn't work. Um, no offence, but it doesn't. It's not a religious duty. It's not something that, you know, we, we, we have to do it. Absolutely, we have to do it. And you're, you're pretty crazy if you don't want to come into God's presence. You know, it seems that people get all excited when they first come to know God. And then it's like they'd start to take him for granted. You know, like people in your world, maybe your family that you start to take for granted, right? And you lose that awe and wonder and you forget that you need to spend time with him. So we're going to talk a bit about getting that intimacy back in your prayer life this morning. God wants to know you intimately intimately. And the only way that you have a relationship of intimacy is you have to prioritise it. You know, in a marriage, you know that you have to prioritise time with one another or else you're just existing in a house, right? You're just existing in a house together, living in a house together, but can actually not have relationship if you don't make time for that relationship. It's the same with God. God is always there for us. Always there. And he's always waiting, but he's waiting on us. We have to be the one to move because he's already there. He's already there waiting for us. And he gave me a picture this morning of God sitting in his living room on a couch 
waiting for his kids to come in and have a conversation with him. And so what I saw was the kids filing past, running past the room, going, hi, Dad, and keep running. And the other one goes past, hi, Dad, and kept running. And God's sitting there waiting for you to actually walk in that room, sit down and have a conversation with him. Can you imagine what that would be like? If you're a parent, you know what that's like. If your kids completely ignore you unless they want something. You know how much that hurts your heart because you actually want relationship with them because you love them so much. And this is exactly how our Heavenly Father feels about you is he wants relationship. He doesn't want religion. He doesn't want you to do your five-minute prayer out of duty. He wants you to have a relationship with him that is real. Without the facades, without the fancy words, like the Pharisees got told off by Jesus for their fancy words and outward appearance to impress people. God's not impressed with that. He's impressed with your heart. He's impressed by your longing to actually come into his presence and spend time with him. So the scripture that we're going to look at today is James 4.8, which is a really simple scripture, but very profound James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near. So first thing about that scripture that stands out to me is God wants you close to him. He wants you close personal. He wants to know about you. The other significant thing about that scripture is that he's saying, you go first. You actually need to come to me. God won't force his way into your life. That's not the way it works. We become a Christian And so then we become a child of God. So that means at any time you have access to him at any time. That doesn't change. So that means the responsibility is on you to go, for you to go into his presence, for you to make time for a relationship. And when you do that, God will then draw nearer to you Because you're saying, I want, I want you in my life. I want a relationship with you, Lord God. So that is why I am drawing near to you. You can talk about God. You can quote scripture. You can do all those things. But do you really know him? Do you really know him? 
people like to talk a lot about what God would do and what God would say. And, but do they really know him? We need to know him, his heart. He's always waiting for us. You see, the choice, God gives us free will. So we have free will to choose to spend time with him or choose not to. He's not going to make us. We have free will to choose. How can we know, possibly know God's voice if we don't spend time with him? When you don't spend time with someone for a long time, you begin to forget what they're like. But the more you spend time with someone, their voice becomes very familiar, doesn't it? And you begin to discern their voice from others. Like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but we have an interesting family call in my family. So we can be out in a crowd of people and you can hear this call and you just know, right? You just know, oh my goodness, that's my family. I can hear them. So this happened to my cousin uh, who was about 15 at the time and this is my boy cousin so he was probably be a bit embarrassed by this but we were on this cruise ship, me and a lot, heap of my family and we were right above him at another level and so one of my, <laughs> I think it was my sister, did this call and you could see his head like looking around. He instantly knew because he was familiar with the call. That is how God wants us to be with him, is we are so familiar that we know his call and we hear it and we respond to his call. We need to know his heart for the world right now so that we know what to pray for, so that we know what circumstances you know, God will put people on your heart to pray for, but how will you know if you don't ever get in his presence? He will give you a word for your circumstance. How do we draw near to him in a world right now where there are distractions everywhere, right? <laughs> there are distractions everywhere. Well, I want to look at what Jesus did. Luke 5.15, it says, But the word about him spread even more, and great crowds were coming to hear and to be healed from their infirmities by him. And it says about Jesus, But he was drawing back in the wilderness and praying. But he was drawing back in the wilderness and praying. So Jesus was very busy. He had all the excuses in the world to not get away and pray. But he drew away to the wilderness specifically to pray. He got away from the crowds that wanted him 
because he knew that everything that he was doing was coming out of his relationship with the Father and he needed to prioritise that time in order to keep ministering. So he moved away. That is what we need to do. Follow his example. Follow his example and move away from all distractions because we're easily distracted, aren't we? We are easily distracted. So we need to prioritise time with God by moving away from everything. That means leaving your iPhone away as well so that you don't get distracted. I don't know if you're like me, but even sometimes I have to move to a specific room because even then I get distracted because I'm looking around going, oh, I need to clean that up or, oh, I need to do that up. And I'm like driving myself nuts because my mind is going a million miles an hour and I have to discipline my mind to say, no, this is time with God. How would you feel? I know how I feel because it happens sometimes, but you know when you're out with a friend or whatever and you're having a conversation and they pick up their phone and they start reading messages or they start flicking through, right? Do you feel like you're actually being prioritised right then? Do you actually feel like you're the focus of their attention? No, you're not because they're distracted. How does God feel when we actually go to pray, but then actually we're not really focused? We're not actually giving him our full attention because we're distracted with everything else. The most important thing you can do with your day is give God the best of it. And then he will help you with the rest. He will help you with the rest of your day as you, you give him the best of yourself. So we need to move away. Relationships are built on time together, getting to know the other person, sharing your heart with them. God wants to know your heart. He wants to know, I mean, he already knows it anyway, but he wants you to share it with him. He wants you to share your heart your desires, your fears, your anxieties, all those things. He wants to have a relationship with you. It says in Matthew 14, 23, But when he had sent the crowds away, he went up into a mountain again to pray. And when evening had come, he was there alone. Sometimes you need to be alone. You and God alone in that special place is nothing better than just withdrawing from everything and just spending that time in God's presence and feeling refreshed by his presence. We need to take that time. Proverbs 8, 17, it says, I love those who love me and those who seek me early shall find me. Those who seek me, seek me. Seek after God with all your heart. Seek after him. 
He wants to be known by you. Like he wants to be known by you. But you have to seek after him with all your heart. If we love God, we should want to pray. If you love someone, you want to spend time with them. It's not a chore. It's not a chore, is it, when you love someone, you want to spend time with them. So if we love God, we should want to spend time with him. We should want to draw near to his presence, to receive from him. And what happens when God draws near to us? What happens when that is reciprocated and God draws near to us? He puts things into us. He reveals things to us. He tells us things. He comforts us. He gives us peace. There's no end to the benefit of spending time with him. There's no end to that benefit. So why do we struggle so much to spend time with him? Why do we struggle so much? He loves us so much. In Exodus 34, 14, you know, the people of God were always going off and doing their own thing and worshipping other gods. And God spoke to them and said, For you shall worship no other God. For Jehovah, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Isn't that interesting? Who would have thought God could be jealous? God could be jealous? Wow. God is jealous for you. Because he wants your life to be consumed with him and to worship nothing else beside him. You may say, well, I don't worship other gods. I don't have a statue of Buddha in my house or or whatever. But you know what? We can worship other things other than an actual statue. We can worship money. We can worship popularity. We can worship the things of this world. We can, wor- we can worship what other people have and we can seek after those things. But it says, for you shall worship no other gods. He's jealous for you because he loves you passionately. We can't ever get our head around how passionate he is about you. How passionate he is about you meant the death of his only son on a cross. I don't know how much more passionate that can be. There is nothing more that he can show you that is deeper than that. He is a jealous God. He is jealous for you. He longs to have deep conversations with you to walk alongside you in your life, in your daily life. He wants to walk alongside of you. I love this picture of J. John. He talks about having Jesus with you. And he talks about Christians that, you know, they might have Jesus in the driver's 
seat going to church. But then after they finished church, they stuffed Jesus in the back of the boot until the next week. (laughs) Right? That's just a picture of what we do with him in our life. Jesus wants to be with you always. He wants to walk alongside of you, help you in your daily activities, help you in your daily walk, to cast your cares upon him, to ask him for wisdom in your decision-making. He is there for you. But we look to other things and we look to other people to solve the problems that they can never solve. We have a world right now that has so many problems and they can't medicate their way out of it either. But we have a God that is waiting there to have a relationship with you to solve every problem that you have. He has everything you need. You know, in Hebrews 4.16, it says, Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. We have help. We have a God who is waiting that we can just run into his throne room and say, I need help right now, God. I need your mercy. I need your peace. I need your strength. And he is there waiting for us to come in as that child. It says, if you don't have the faith of a child, belief of a child, you won't see God. We need that faith, that childlike wonder again, that we can run into his presence and know that he's there for us, that he knows us and he has everything we need. So when we pray, we receive his grace. When we pray, we receive discernment. When we pray, we receive everything we need. In um, Jeremiah 33, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and inscrutable things which you do not know. I'll show you great and some, some um, translations say mighty things. There are a lot of things that we don't know. But when we pray, God promises that he will show us unsearchable things. Things that we don't know, he will reveal to us. How amazing is that? The God of the universe that created the universe that knows all things will reveal stuff to you that you need to know. He has it all. All we need to do is pray and he will reveal things to us. He answers us. He tells us things. He tells you when to pray. He tells you when to reach out to people. I've I've had many times when he's given me a picture of someone in my mind that I needed to go and speak to or I needed to write a letter to or I needed to give a gift to that has blessed them or God has spoken a word to me to reveal to them at the right time. And they were amazed. And I'm like, God said this. 
God wanted you to know this. God wanted this message to get to you. And that's why we need to pray. Not just for your relationship with Him, which is so important, but so that we can actually be obedient to Him. We can bless others when He shares things with us. Draw near. Draw near to God. And He will draw near to you. He is longing. He is calling. I just hear His heart. You know, His heart is breaking right now for the church, for His people that have fallen away, that have looked to the things of the world to satisfy them and it hasn't satisfied. He is calling His kids back. He wants a relationship with you. Why do we find it so hard to pray? Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. We have a spiritual battle going on. We have a battle between that starts from the moment that you are born. The enemy can't stand you because you're created in the image of God. But then when you become a Christian, you have access to everything that God has. So you don't need to be afraid of Him. You don't need to feel that you are weak because you are strong. You are strong in God. You have everything that He has because you are a daughter and a son of the Most High God. Therefore, you have an inheritance that is promised to you. So you need not be intimidated by the enemy. You stand strong. Stand strong in what God has given you. So we see in the Scriptures that even when the disciples, even Jesus asked the disciples to pray with Him and they couldn't do it because their flesh overwhelmed them. And it says here in Matthew 26, 40, and He came to the disciples and He found them asleep. And he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So we need to discipline our flesh, don't we? We need to feed our spirit on the Word of God. We need to feed our spirit on worship so that we can stand, so that we can pray, so we can discipline our flesh. That is what going into this fast is going to be about, and we're going to give you more information on that. But fasting is disciplining your flesh, so that your spirit can be strong. Because the more you feed your spirit, the stronger it gets. And we need to be stronger in our spirit. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. For we do not know what we should pray 
for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. So we also can receive the Holy Spirit in a prayer language that will actually help you to speak the things of God because sometimes actually words just don't cut it anymore, do they? And so the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, it says, with groanings that we cannot comprehend, but we need it. We need it. And I encourage you, for all of you to seek after that gift because it is such a powerful gift. You can get in that place and just pray in the Spirit. You receive power and you can pray for people and intercede for people that you don't even know you're doing. God will be using you on His behalf. So we need to seek after Him. We need to make a choice. God gives us a choice. He gives us free will. He has laid it all out there for us. He died on the cross for us. He made a way for us. He did it all. And all we need to do is to make a choice to come into His presence, to make a choice to draw in closer, to make our relationship with Him a priority. And guess what? We get all the benefits. It's pretty, pretty amazing that God blesses us with so much. And all we need to do is make a choice this morning. Talks about in Revelations that says, Behold, I stand at the door. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. And dine with him and he with me. We need to open the door. It's up to us, our responsibility to spend time with our God. Make it a choice each day. Make it a priority each day to give him our best, that we would hear his voice, that we would draw in close to him and have a relationship that would change your world as you step in closer to Him, as you hear His voice. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God. Holy God, just speak to us this morning, Lord. Holy God, I just pray. Draw people in closer this morning. God, we pray that every wall, every wall of their hearts, Lord, is broken down this morning as they make a decision to move in closer. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would stand in awe and wonder of you again that we would stand in awe and wonder of your absolute majesty and glory. And as we do that, Lord Jesus, you will show us unimaginable things. Thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing right now, Lord. Awaken us, Lord. 
Awaken us, God, we pray. Wake us up to what you are doing at this time, oh God, I pray. Let there be a new awakening across the earth right now, Lord, in the hearts of your people. Let there be a deep desire for us to know you more, Lord, to hear your voice more, to know your heart for this world right now. And if there's anyone in this place that's never asked Jesus into their life this morning and says, yes, that's me, I want to to have that relationship with God. I want to receive Jesus in my life. If that's you this morning, you've never done that before, or you just want to recommit your life, just lift up your hand in this place. I'm going to pray for you. God will meet you right where you're at. He will meet you right where you're at this morning. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You know, maybe you're this morning, you're going, I'm far away from God and I need to get closer. I need to draw in closer. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand in this place. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God will just touch you, that you'll be able to develop that closeness with Him right now in the name of Jesus. You know, if we're honest, that's all of us. That's actually all of us. You can never be close enough to God. You can never be close enough. Mighty God, I just pray, draw us in closer, Lord. Draw us in closer. God, we pray that you would know our hearts. The deepest things of our soul, God, I pray that we will be humble before you, God. That we would be humble that we would know you more, God, that we would have a desire for you, Lord, that would surpass all other things. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing, Lord, for what you are doing in us, Lord. Mighty God, have your way, we pray. If during this last song you want prayer, feel free to come up. Oh, 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 oh,